0: For W-E-R-U comes from our listeners and from Waterfront Concerts presenting Foreigner, Whitesnake, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin at the Darling's Waterfront Pavilion in Bangor on Friday, June 15th. Tickets go on sale Friday, December 8th at 10 a.m. 800-745-3000 or waterfrontconcerts.com.
1: Just a few seconds before 10 o'clock, and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Talk of the Towns with your host, Ron Beard, is up next.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make the sense of the issues facing Maine communities to share what works, to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the towns began in 1993 with support from University of Maine Cooperative Extension. Cooperative Extension puts knowledge to work with the people of Maine, and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio, in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be of benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. Well, think about the towns that you admire as a resident, a visitor, a business owner or a customer. What are the elements that are play into their success and what role does a thriving Main Street or downtown play in their story? This morning we have some guests who can help us talk about their towns and the efforts they're making in their downtown areas um, as we talk about revitalizing Main Streets. I'm happy to welcome Brooke Minner to the um, studio's Main Street Bucksport, I understand. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Hi. Okay. And
2: Brooke's Voice, you probably recognize as a long term (laughs) host for uh, Morning Maine and and now um, a book called, I mean, a program on books called. Called Bookworm. It's like a
1: play on Earworm, but I'm not sure that that's. (laughs) So if if Brooke's (laughs)
2: voice sounds familiar, um, it's because she has some background (laughs) on WERU. Also, Cara Romano is uh, with The Heart of Ellsworth. Welcome to you, Cara. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And John Burns with the Blue Hill Downtown Group. Uh, thank you, Ron. Thanks for having us. Great. Well, all of you represent towns who are who are kind of vital to the W E R U listening area, and each of you have different stories to tell. Perhaps each of you could get started by talking a little bit about how you got involved in your present effort um, to revitalize um, some of the the, the, uh, the downtown aspects of of each of your towns. Uh, Brooke, could we start with you in Bucksport?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, Main Street Bucksport was formed in the fall of 2014. Um, Almost immediately in the wake of the announcement of the paper mill closure in Bucksport, there were some people who uh, worked downtown who had um, a familiarity with Main Street programs from other communities where they had worked and lived. And really felt that uh, that model of downtown revitalization, that the time was right with the mill closing and so many things changing in town as a result. So a group of us got together and started learning more about uh, the national Main Street model for revitalization and um, also just getting to, to know our downtown a little bit better and one another um, Fast forward a few years, and we've, we've done a lot of things, um, and I uh, transitioned from being on the board to being our first um, paid staff member uh, about nine months ago. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and but tell us a little bit about your own background. What, what led you to want to get involved in this particular um, effort?
1: Well, um, I live in Bucksport, and uh, my husband and I also own a business uh, that's located downtown. Um, raising my child there. So I have a personal investment in seeing that the town um, is energetic and lively and that I can do my shopping and business and Uh, entertainment in my own town Um, and also just from my experience of living in other states and other communities and traveling around you know a thriving downtown is really a draw so I think uh, it's both personal but I also really believe in the importance of the economic development Mm -hmm. aspect of it Um, and then of course you know for Bucksport um, the paper mill represented 40% of our tax base. So when the mill um, closed, it was a very, very serious uh, shift in the community. And I think there were a lot of people in Bucksport, um, certainly not just me, who felt really strongly that we needed to move quickly to kind of create the future of our town. We've been a paper-making town for 80 years, and now we're not. Um, So what were we going to be? And it seemed like focusing on downtown and small businesses and creative economy sort of events um, represented a really positive future for Bucksport. Mm,
2: good. Well, let's hear from John John Burns. Tell us a little about your background and how you got involved in the effort in Blue Hill with the Downtown Group.
3: Uh, sure. Well, personally, um, I have a long, unused master's in rural economic development. It's uh-huh. um, <laughs> been dormant for many years and always had an interest in rural community development. Um, so... My career has taken me in other places. Um, I currently serve as the, the chair of the uh, Bay School Board of Directors. It's a Waldorf school in Blue Hill, where coincidentally Brooke's um, daughter, Mabel, and my daughter, <laughs> Lily are classmates. <laughs> uh, so uh, on the board of that school, we we now have two schools up on South Street in Blue Hill, which is just up and around the corner from, from downtown Main Street, the core of the community. Um, given all the activity up on that part of the, the town, um, a number of people were concerned about the the two schools, uh, unsafe uh, pedestrian conditions. Uh, many people started to come together with the advent of the co-op moving up to South Street, uh, and started talking about safe safe access. Mm. It reinvigorated what's really been a, a really a decades long, as we look back at the history of Blue Hill, desire in the town to create a community and economic development nonprofit. And we um, so in order to facilitate this pedestrian Uh, issue that we had. Um, A number of people came together and we actually formed a 501c3 in Blue Hill called Blue Hill Community Development. Uh, To be clear, it's not part of the Main Street program. Um, It may someday be that. Um, And there is a nascent effort among downtown merchants really to to get organized and and to begin to look at the Main Street model. Mm. But uh, it's it's been a great group, and, and we, uh, we sponsor what we call passion projects in Blue Hill at the moment, and I can tell you more <laughs> about those in a little bit. Great,
2: great. And Kara, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to work with the heart of Ellsworth.
4: Um, my name is Cara Romano and uh, I am a business owner in uh, downtown Ellsworth um, inside the uh, the Flexit building where mm. the, the former main grind. Um, and after quite a few years of traveling around the country with my last job, I got to see a lot of downtowns and great working models. Um, and once I stopped traveling, I really wanted to uh, sort of be more, have more of a presence um, in downtown, and I started to really see things changing um, in Ellsworth. And um, I just wanted to be a part of that change. So I became involved um, with the Downtown Merchants Association. Um, and what's happened in Ellsworth is that the Downtown Merchants Association, which was organized as a C6, trans- transitioned to a, a 501c3. Um, as we saw the need, as, as well, the board saw the need, and I just as a community volunteer at that point, um, saw the need for the downtown district to be able to write grants. And the city of Ellsworth did not have um, any organization that was in that sort of structural form that was positioned and poised to be able to do that. So. That's mm-hmm. how the heart of Ellsworth transitioned from the downtown Ellsworth mm-hmm. Association.
2: Well, many of our listeners will be familiar with your downtowns, but some won't. Perhaps you could each um, paint a verbal picture of what your downtown would look like today. If we were to visit, um, it's the holiday season. Um, are there things going on in your downtown areas that, mm-hmm. that, you know, would, would say, Oh, this is a place. This is a, a physical place with people living in it. Um, who wants to start? Anybody? I'll start. Yeah, Great.
4: <laughs> um, this year, um, um, as we did last year we have the uh, the holiday marketplace that is uh, is taking place in the heart of uh, of main street last year we did it in the former um the former grasshopper shop building
1: uh-huh.
4: um and then we ended up having uh nine different vendors that took the uh took the space and it was donated by the building owner and as a result of last year's effort having this holiday marketplace where people could come in and buy wares and and buy holiday gifts um, for uh, different people on their list um, we had one business owner that ended up taking the space and filling it and so now that was one one more space on Main Street that was full this year in the former JV Atlantic building again same structure um, we had the building that was donated by the building owners and now we have five different vendors that are in there and this year um, all the windows have been decorated, and all of the uh, Main Street has been lit with lights. Which that actually has been happening for mm-hmm. years going on. But we um, also did, you know, our parade, our annual uh, Christmas parade that Thalmobile has uh, championed for the past thirty-seven years. <laughs> this year, we had record signups and record people in downtown. So mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. to uh, to see to see things around the holiday time happening and storefronts
1: filling up yet again.
2: Great. <laughs> Great. Um, Brooke, tell us a little bit about what we see in Bucksport.
1: Yeah, so Bucksport has a really great downtown, and I hear from people sometimes who live in this part of Hancock County um, that travel south on Route 1 and then, you know, turn left and go to Verona and don't realize, actually, that the downtown of Bucksport is beyond that. Mm. Um, it has a, a lovely downtown, and it's also, I think, um, it's, there's uh, a village, you know, where people are living right in the down, it's a very kind of compact little area. So, uh, there's lots going on for the holidays. Um, we, like uh, Ellsworth, a couple of years ago, the Main Street Group worked with the town and with the chamber, and we did these holiday pop-up shops in empty storefronts. Uh, as of last year, uh, there was no more viable empty storefronts to fill, so we don't do that anymore, which is really wonderful and very exciting. Um, But downtown is beautifully decorated, which is a community effort kind of spurred by the town. Uh, Like Ellsworth, we have a holiday parade that happens, which just launched last year, and it was a huge success. Um, Literally like a thousand people came, and it was Mm. absolutely freezing, and the floats were wonderful, and people are really excited about it. So that's actually uh, at 5 o'clock this Mm. Saturday night. So we're very excited about that. Uh, Main Street also has led an effort for... I think three years now where we pick a, a weeknight. This year it's happening on December 14th, which is a Thursday, and we put live music in lots of um, stores and restaurants and people also just roaming, walking up and down Main Street. Um, just an, another attempt to kind of bring people downtown to do local shopping. We're also doing a holiday photo booth this year where you can make a donation and have a professional photo done with funny props and um, things. Um, we make a big push again collaborating with our chamber for small business Saturday which has already happened the Saturday after Thanksgiving Um, but as our downtown business um, merchants grow there's just more increasing kind of collaborative effort to you know okay well we'll stay open late during the parade and have cookie decorating which is happening at the local variety and um, so yeah there's a lot of energy downtown and and just before I came here I was at a um a monthly coffee meeting that we're hosting for downtown business owners and we were sort of going around and people were talking about how the holiday season has gone for them so far and you know it's not 100% consistent across the board but certainly some of our downtown merchants are having the best year they've ever had mm. so I think you know, we're trying really hard to get the word out on the importance of local shopping and how much further your dollar kind of goes in your community if you go downtown instead of um, online or to a big box store. And that, that seems to be happening. But the downtown looks just beautiful. Um, it's really really lovely.
2: Great. Well, thanks for that, Brooke. And uh, uh, John uh, Burns in the Blue Hill area, if we were to drive down or walk down, probably would be a better thing um, in downtown Blue Hill. What would we see that uh, represents the town? The
3: yeah, it's a beautiful time of year to walk in downtown Blue Hill. For, I'm sure many of the listeners have, have been in downtown Blue Hill and it's, it's gorgeous this time of year. I think last night was actually the town tree lighting. Uh-huh. I saw our select woman, <laughs> uh, Ellen Best, out there yesterday putting final touches on the tree before it got lit. So uh, So that's all beautiful and uh, tonight, uh, uh, tomorrow actually, just to give a plug, there's a wonderful opportunity for Christmas gifts. The uh, the ten by eight art sale is being held at Emlyn Hall up at the Bay School, um, and you can get artists. Uh, they do uh, eight by ten art pieces uh, for a fixed price, uh-huh. much less than you would buy these artists' work anywhere else. Sure. So it's a, a great opportunity to get some really a long lasting uh, gift for a loved one on Christmas. Um, there's some great other things going on. There's a wine shop Friday nights. Uh, uh, wine Bar at the Wine Shop in Blue Hill, which is an iconic wine shop. If you have never visited the Wine Shop in Blue Hill, that is a, that's worth going well out of your way. Let me I tell you that. Uh, Fairwinds Florist is beautifully decorated for the holiday season. Um, so the downtown is looking very, very nice. So it's a great mm-hmm. place to go for a walk.
2: Right. Well, you all are representing uh, towns which have distinct downtowns, and there are rural areas that sometimes mm-hmm. don't have that. What are some of the assets that you see kind of make up the downtowns that you're working in? What are the, some of the the physical assets, the people assets? What what, have you, what are you working with, Kara? Um, you want to
4: start? Sure. Um, Ellsworth has quite a quite a few. Um, Assets that I feel are really important to our community, creating a sense of space, of place. Um, of course, we have the iconic Union River, which uh, we're, we've had a lot of uh, momentum in our town that's sort of redirecting people and businesses and just connecting the community to the river. We have a uh, a green plan, that uh, green plan steering committee that is happening right now in Ellsworth with, oh gosh, I would say we have – Probably at least fifteen independent community members and uh, nonprofit entities and special interest groups that sort of sit on that committee. And there have been subcommittees that have formed um, in the city around different um, issues that sort of are around the Union River. Of course, we have the uh, the Grand Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a really gorgeous City Hall, which acts as kind of a backdrop um, for a lot of the different events that that Heart of Ellsworth uh, currently partakes in. So we did our Taste of Ellsworth last year. The concept of that was um, eat with a view of City Hall um, <laughs> on, on Main Street which was really um, our first successful um, huge effort uh, event and you uh, actually took over a street right We did we took over Franklin Street we <laughs> shut down shut down uh, shut down that portion of, of Main Street Franklin <laughs> Street and um, Wallace Events um, was one of our, our biggest sponsors and uh, they sort of helped us with uh, with the help of a creative director we have a creative director who's a volunteer. Uh, Peter Leone is his name. Um, And he helped us sort of transform that Main Street. I had some folks in the uh, community kind of like it to the event itself, to feeling like a Gilmore's Girls type of uh, (laughs) television episode, which I thought was really funny after the fact, because that's the epitome of small-town America on, you know, Hollywood-wise, at least. Um, And um, I feel like Ellsworth has a lot of space that we have the ability to grow. Ellsworth's a pretty big town area-wise, and there's a lot of um, different space in and around the downtown urban core that is kind of right now there's not a lot going on in and there's a lot of space when you look up to a lot of these second floor buildings have there's they're vacant and so there's a lot of area and room to grow and um i would say our biggest asset right a, excuse me <laughs> asset right now is um we have a community full of passionate people i think that the biggest testament to that was really seeing i would say we almost had at least Two, if not 300 people more this year in the downtown area for that parade. And we had about 20 more um, entries with floats. So that really speaks to the sense of pride that our community feels mm-hmm. for our downtown.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll mm. just remind listeners, they're tuned to Talk of the Towns this morning. We're talking about revitalizing Main Streets with some wonderful examples from uh, Cara Romano um, with the Heart of Ellsworth. You've just heard from her. Also, Brooke Minner with the Main Street Bucksport and John Burns with the Blue Hill Downtown Group. Um, uh, one of the things that, um, Cara, I know you're... Um, town is looking at is, is, through the green plan effort, is the walkability of your town. And so that's something, John, you just mentioned. So talk about um, assets that you see in, in Blue Hill and how that relates to walkability.
3: Yeah, thanks, Ron. Uh, I'll take off Kara's last comment. Mm. It, it, there's a real um, reinvigoration, I guess, of, of citizens in Blue Hill to really start to, or once again, yes. uh, put some effort behind uh, vitalizing the downtown. and uh, And we have one of the beautiful things related to walking is that there are several Blue Hill Heritage Trust trails that leave right from the heart of core of the downtown Blue Hill. And, of course, one of them leads up uh, our namesake uh, hill, uh, Blue Hill Mountain. <laughs> so you can take – and it's without snow on the ground. It's still a great time to do that before Christmas. <laughs> so uh, there are really some some great things going on and some great assets in Blue Hill. I mean the the list is long. Of course, in the summer we have things like Kneisel Hall and um, – you know, some really terrific things going on. But there are some wonderful assets in Blue Hill. We have arguably one of the best coffee shops in the state of Maine now. It's about the size of this studio room, but it's, um, <laughs> there's always a line out the door. Um, the wine shop, as I said, is is truly one of the best in New England. Um, the florist shop, you know, we've got some really, really nice maize goods, uh, some really great merchants in downtown Blue Hill now. Um, now it's well worth the effort.
2: Kara mentioned the Union River. Yeah. Um, each of you have waterfront. Um, how is that uh, f- figuring into a- as an asset? John, have you got any uh, sense of how Blue Hill figures into that piece?
3: Sure. Well, uh, the, the Yacht Club in Blue Hill is a, a long draw for summer residents and, mm-hmm. and for year-round people. So it's a, it's a beautiful Yacht Club and well-protected harbor. Um, the, the inner harbor in Blue Hill, as you know, is is a ways in. If you're a boater, it's, it's a little bit of a trek coming all the way in from the Yacht Club into the, the town dock. Um, but that you know, but there is waterfront in Blue Hill, and it's it's beautiful and accessible. So mm-hmm. you know that's a, a wonderful asset for the town for sure.
2: And Bucksport, um, before the mill closure, had begun begun the process of really looking to its waterfront as an asset.
1: Yeah, but- absolutely. And you know, it should be said that the the leadership in Bucksport over the past several decades did some really fantastic planning for the time when the mill would close um, because, you know, the writing was on the wall. Um, Mills are closing, of course, all over the the region and all over the country. So they did a major renovation of the Bucksport waterfront several years ago. There's a mile long path that is absolutely beautiful and um, very heavily used. Um, And it's a it's a huge asset for the town. And of course, uh in addition to the path itself, we just have this incredible view of Fort Knox and the Penobscot Narrows Bridge, um, truly one of the most beautiful views um in the area and and easily accessible because of the path. And um and then our downtown is right there, um, you know, just a half block up really from the from the walking path. Um and what Bucksport has uh as As assets in our downtown, and it's just, you know, kind of increasingly true, is you can really pretty much take care of all of your day-to-day needs um, within walking distance in our downtown. You know, we've got all of those kinds of core businesses, grocery store, pharmacy, doctor's offices, plus shops, restaurants, things like that. Um, And as someone who lives downtown, you know, I really appreciate that uh, you can walk and take care of your, you know, daily needs. Uh, and be in such a place of of beauty um, mm. because of the river. But there is definitely some effort, kind of nascent effort, I would say, underway to really uh, focus even more on our waterfront. Um, the town itself purchased the marina a couple of years ago, and those slips have been full for several years in a row. But it isn't a very large marina um so there's conversations happening on all levels in town i think about really trying to uh, focus more um build out a bigger pier that kind of thing that would bring um, boaters to town recreational boaters which of course then has an immediate impact on businesses on main street um, by just providing them with more customers Mm. at least seasonally
2: Mm. Um, well you've each mentioned um um connections to local government as one of the things, the way you work is to work with different entities. Um, Each of you could comment a little bit about your connection to local government. Um, Brooks, why don't we continue with you? It sounds like there's been a real effort because of the closure of the mill to pay attention to these kinds of things and some of the the investments that Bucksport has made in in physical um, infrastructure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Bucksport is very fortunate in that we have uh, a newish, in the past couple Of years, town manager who uh, her name is Suze Lassard, and she's um, wonderful and very supportive of the work that we're doing downtown as well as several other efforts. Um, And you know, having good leadership in place is just so essential to be able to to make change. So, for our Main Street program in particular, we do work very closely with the town's uh, economic and community development director. Uh, His name is Rich Rotella, and he sits uh, on our board. And um, we actually, for the first time this year, were allocated um, money from the town to help to run the program. We had been doing it um, solely as volunteers. We had you know, received some grants along the way and had done some fundraising. But the investment now that the town has been making in the Main Street program has just made a huge difference in being able to uh, – to really be successful and to and to take on longer term projects. Because when you're working, you know, grant to grant, fundraiser to fundraiser, it's really hard to make a commitment to something that might take a year or two um, to plan. Mm. So it's just given us some stability. And I would say we have a, a very good working relationship with the town. Mm. And and also I think it's important to note that in Bucksport, and just as John said, and there's sort of this renewed energy in Blue Hill. That's definitely true in Bucksport. We've had competitive um, town council races for many years going now. And, um, you know, people are really wanting to be involved with our town government. I I go to a lot of council meetings, and those rooms are packed, which (laughs) is great. And you
2: you were mentioning that you have TV access to those meetings as well. Yeah, TV
1: and Internet access, uh um, which is wonderful. So if you can't make it to the meeting, um, you can watch, and that matters. You know, the things that are discussed at those meetings have an impact, and you've got to be able to uh, to access that. So, yeah, I I think that things – our relationship with our town government feels um, really positive. Mm-hmm. John, how about
2: you in terms of you, you mentioned that Blue Hill had lacked a, um, an entity to, in which to do some of the projects that you envisioned. And, yeah. and what's the relationship with town government there? You don't have a, a council. You have a, a board of select persons. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: yeah. It's a town meeting form of government. We have three-person three, uh, three person select board, mm-hmm. uh, Ellen Best, Jim Schatz, and Vaughn Leach, uh, and they're terrific. And, mm-hmm. In fact um, – So Blue Hill Community Development, the organization that I helped to found that was founded in February of this year, um, worked very closely with the select board to uh, do a very large uh, Maine Department of Transportation grant for um, a sidewalk program. Uh, And also um, Blue Hill Heritage Trust worked with Blue Hill Community Development and the select board to submit a grant for uh, trails improvements uh, within the town core. So the select board has been very – very engaged, very helpful. Um, it's it's been a great relationship, and uh, you know we, in some ways, Blue Hill Community Development is is really a, a force extender for the Select Board. Mm-hmm. You know, the Select Board is um, can't raise money uh, privately; they can't can do some things that a five hundred one c three can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, working in close partnership with the Select Board, where we hope to be a. Yes, as I said, a force extender for mm-hmm. them, and help them do things collaboratively that perhaps they can't do on their own.
2: Sure, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And Kara, what, what's your relationship with the town government in in Ellsworth?
4: Um. The The position for um, executive director of Now the Heart of Ellsworth um, was funds were allocated from a uh, group in Ellsworth called Ellsworth Business Development Corporation. So this position, my position was uh, created. This is our second year um, with partial funding from the city. Um, and so as a result of that, the executive director, um, me, was asked to sit on the Ellsworth Business Development Corporations, um, sit in on their meetings so that I'm able to both report and um, listen to what's happening on on that sort of level of uh, of the of the city's inner workings. Um, and that board is sort of comprised of a lot of uh, business owners, um, the area chamber of commerce, Gretchen Wilson, the executive director, she also sits on there, the both of us sort of report on what, what, what both of us are doing in the community and, and what our organizations are doing. Um, I do attend uh, pretty much all city council uh, meetings if I'm not able to attend. I have someone from the board that attends in my stay. Um, but we have really been um, working very closely with city council and last year it was sort of an informal effort but it kind of ended up becoming a very formal direction for the heart of Ellsworth. City council asked us to come up with some sort of festival in the downtown and that's where the Taste of Ellsworth um, mm-hmm. Events sort of came, and because they sort of kind of offered up that "quote unquote" work directive, that was part of the reason why we wanted to pay homage to our beautiful city hall and having that event at that location mm-hmm. in the in the heart of downtown. And um, the the last entity that we do work very closely with is, in, and that is a very important part of heart of Ellsworth's um, forward momentum in a in a positive way is is our relationship with our chamber. We work very very closely with them, um, and it's really important that the both. Of us sort of stay um, in 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 a in a good working relationship, so that we're able to bolster the city, and um, we're each able to do our jobs, and uh, that that has been very been a big, big feather in our cap.
2: So um, mm-hmm. again, the efforts in Blue Hill have, have um, in in Ellsworth have gone on a long time in terms of revitalization of the downtown. And um, you mentioned just before we came on air that the chamber has a larger role. They have many more businesses that they need to, to work with and support. So the efforts downtown need to be specialized in some
4: way. Yeah, the uh, I believe that before I was part of the conversation the chamber was asked um, and the response was both from their board and um, from their executive director, Gretchen Wilson was that the chamber can't favor any one Area of the city, and therefore these funds that were allocated for the executive director's position really needed to come from the downtown merchants association. Making this transition from the C six organization to a three C three, mm-hmm. C3. Mm-hmm. and um, that was sort of how we identified that both needed to sort of be present, you know, and, and part of the conversation right. in, in Ellsworth.
2: What's the relationship with with the other groups in terms of your chambers? Because you, you're not chamber directed; you're you're working with them. But uh,
1: right, Brooke? yeah. I- I would echo a lot of what Kara said in Ellsworth. We work very closely with the Bucksport uh, Regional Chamber, um, but again, they serve uh, a much wider business base, and uh, we see our folk, our work is just really kind of laser focused on the downtown. Sure, um, but you know we're a small town, and so we meet very regularly. Uh, in fact, just this morning, and um to make sure that we're uh collaborating where we can and supporting one another 's efforts um because you know the success of our downtown has an impact on the larger region on people moving to the area um but I think the chambers success also you know is reliant on the downtown really thriving, so our work is very complementary. Um, and yeah, we work really closely together. Mm-hmm. And John, any
2: connection there?
3: Yeah, similar in Blue Hill. It's a Blue Hill uh, Peninsula Chamber of Commerce, so oh. it covers Sedgwick and Penobscot, and you sure. know all the way down the peninsula. So, um, and Blue Hill Community Development, the organization that I'm involved with, um, is focused on Blue Hill sure. projects. We've we've sponsored five or six projects within Blue Hill proper, um, and then as I said, there, there's a, a nascent local a merchants group right in the heart of of Main Street that are starting to form and talk about, you know, what can what can we do collaboratively to really um more make more vibrant the downtown of Blue sure. Hill. Yeah. Sure, sure.
2: Well, I just r- remind listeners they're tuned to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. Um, we're speaking about how we might revitalize our main streets as part of our our, our communities. And in a minute, we'll talk a little bit uh, more about um, the uh, main downtown center and how um, it, you relate to that or don't. Um, but just in terms of their, their a- as a resource, what is the main downtown center? Uh, but I want to uh, do open up our phone lines if you've got a question or a comment or your experience from your own. Hometown, either um, the towns that are represented here: Brooke Minner with uh, uh, Main Street Bucksport, uh, Cara Romano of Heart of Ellsworth, and John Burns with the Blue Hill. Um, what did you call it, John? I, I Blue heard. Hill
3: Community. I'm sorry, Blue Hill Community Development.
2: Great. It's a mouthful. Okay, right? but no, that's all right. That's all right. So, give us a call: one eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight or four six nine zero five zero zero. So, the notion that we Pay attention to our downtown. Just not new. Um, hmm. It's been going on for many, many years. Especially, um, I would say, since um, the mollization of America mm-hmm. um, and the and the and the, and the division of where economic activity took took place. Um, and um, both the main downtown center and a national organization have really tried to help focus. Some of that came out of of uh, historic preservation kinds of efforts yep. um but uh, brooke you're probably the most familiar with the maine downtown center talk a little bit about your relationship to that group
1: yeah so the maine downtown center is a uh, statewide program that's run through um, maine development foundation and they provide uh, resources and support and leadership for main street programs in maine that mm-hmm. <laughs> you end up saying maine a right. lot because of the program and the state um, Bucksport became a uh, what they call a network community um, several years ago because we had an economic development director at the time. This is long before the mill closed, who uh, recognized the importance of revitalizing downtown. Um, But it kind of just sat there, you know. There were small efforts underway, but things just didn't really take hold, and I think for us, you know, having the mill closure as such an extreme event in the community was the thing that really spurred action. But uh, we, you know, remain a member of the Main Downtown Center and work pretty closely with them. They've really been a great resource for us around um, funding strategies, grant writing, and even just providing statistics about economic impacts of Main Street programs, things like that. Um, and they've also come to Bucksport several times and made public presentations and kind of tried to increase um, excitement about downtown revitalization. Mm
2: -hmm. We'll come back to that, but first we have a a call from Tenants Harbor. Welcome to Talk of the Towns, Fred, and go ahead with your question or comment, please. Uh,
3: Thank you. Good program. I'm wondering if the towns that you're connected with are uh, participating in the transition town movement.
5: It's of
2: interest to me. I haven't
5: heard anything about it lately. Uh, so I'd uh, be interested in your responses. Thank you.
2: Great. Thanks for your for your call. Transition towns um certainly were active um kind of entities um, a number of years ago. Ellsworth was part of that group. Kara, have you can you speak to that particular question?
4: Um it's actually not a movement that I really Okay. Yeah. I no, I me well, I think
2: it, I think it preceded the greening movement. Um there were people talking about um that, but if you don't have any experience I guess on the entrance. I'm writing
4: it down, actually, because yeah. I think I guess I need to do a little bit of research. That's it looks true. like. Yeah, pretty... and... yeah. It's not something well, I've it's, heard it's of
2: It's the transition town notion um, is that we need to transition away from fossil fuels. And there's a whole oh, set I of see. economic oh, and community activities could help us in that. And I think many of the people who were involved in the Ellsworth uh, Green Plan um, came first started attending some of those meetings and then found a kind of a new energy uh, with hmm. the Green Plan. So,
1: yeah, that's interesting. And I'll have to look it up, too.
2: Great. Uh, David from Brooklyn is on the line. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
0: Hi, think uh, It is an interesting show. I, I just, uh, uh, I'm a uh, resident of Brooklyn, which sort of relates, if we're not relating down to Dura, we relate up to Blue Hill, we're sort of in the middle. And, um, I just got a chuckle out of noticing the other day that the, uh, one of the major walls of the the new big box store had blown over in the windstorm, and it uh, it seems sort of uh, interesting that it happened. And um, uh, I wondered, in the line of that, uh, I was talking about the the uh, advent of uh, shopping malls in our town, uh, whether there's any strategizing going on as to how to make the malls which are there in Ellsworth and coming here in, uh, there in Blue Hill, uh, not such, uh, alien territory, uh, how to more or less, uh, pop up the malls, so to speak. I know there is sort of a nice, uh, mall pop up operation that, i uh, Shopped at in the past in Ellsworth. And uh, I said, but I I think there might be some way to even go beyond mall pop ups where, you know, uh, at at one point when we were thinking about the uh, fate of the old uh, bridge across the river there uh, in Bucksport, uh, there was a proposal which made it so far as the. Bangor Daily Off-Ed column, I noticed with gratification, and it wasn't even from me, that the uh, <laughs> bridge be turned into a foot-accessible only uh, uh, pavilion of uh, small stores, mm. uh, similar to some of the things you find in Europe, uh, uh, which I thought was a wonderful idea, but it's gone now. Uh, but you know, I, I just you know. In terms of being as creative as we can in figuring out how to deal with what the new ways are, which we sort of seem to be uh, uh, lock stepped into to some extent. Uh, and that's my
2: question. Great. Well, thanks for, so much for your call. one 625 9378 as we talk about revitalizing main streets here on uh, Talk of the Towns. This notion that um, um, we, we do have um, various forms of big boxes in our, in our communities mm-hmm. or at least uh, adjacent to our communities. How do we work with those? Those are in some ways some of the forces that took people out of the heart of, of villages. Yeah. And yet they're a fact of life. And, and this caller is saying, how can we humanize them? How can we make them a better place? I'd love to speak to
4: that. Um, I always say that um, in Ellsworth um, High Street needs Main Street and Main Street needs Ells- High Street mm-hmm. and I feel that that's part of the uh, success of Ellsworth's um, current position where people do come to Ellsworth to go to the Home Depot and to go to Martin's and Walmart And but now they're starting to add into their trip a trip to Main Street whether it is to go to a restaurant that's down there to shop in a specialty store that's there or even just to maybe go down behind the library and, you know, take a look at the river and see what's happening there or even to the to the town marina. I just think that people are starting to look towards downtown to add another layer, if you will, into, into their trip. So I think that that's part of Ellsworth's success is that we do have so many um, parts of the uh, the puzzle all present in, in one town.
2: Mm. Uh, the notion of walkability that um, you've mentioned is yeah. in some ways reaction to our continual use of the automobile and, and right. how can we make that a uh, a better situation, yeah. yeah. On, 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 John, well,
3: and, and I too saw the uh, the blown down wall of the new uh, the family dollar that's coming uh, into Blue Hill. I don't know if that was a sign or what that was, but the <laughs> the uh, one of the things that the the group, the sidewalk group in Blue Hill, when it was um, preparing to apply for the main DOT grant for sidewalks on South Street, w- was working very hard and thinking about trying to make that part of South Street very very pedestrian friendly, hmm. and that means storefronts up close to the road near the sidewalk, so people can walk off a sidewalk and into, into the store with parking in the side or the back. Um, so the, the, the design for sidewalks on South Street, if that comes to pass, if the grant is uh, approved, will encourage that sort of development. The sidewalks will be, the, the travel lanes will be narrowed, sidewalks will be, uh, there will be a bike lane on either side, uh, and then sidewalks uh, so we're trying to do, uh, to do that. Unfortunately, the developer of that particular lot chose to set it back and make it a more uh, vehicular-friendly uh, development. And I think you know that's the struggle is you want economic development. You want these kind of shops where people can come. But you also want to encourage people to get out and walk because that's what studies show creates community and make people feel like they belong and they would like to come back and, mm. and be there. So I think that's a, a real tension in all of these towns as yeah. they grow and develop is – how do you balance that
2: mm. we'll take another call and then i 'll um, if we may get a call or a question from this caller, but i 'll also ask you about some of the other forces that are are you either have to acknowledge or work against, and one of those is online shopping and how you 're coping with that in your downtown but like let 's take a call from Orland from Sean. Go ahead with your question or comment, please,
5: All right, great, thanks for the show. Um, I wanted to say i 'm um, just beginning working on a little project i 'm also uh, I'm a business owner in Orland. I grew up in Bucksport, and I work for uh, Great Pond Mountain Conservation Trust. And I'm related to pedestrian and and outdoor recreation, um, looking at the possibility of is there a way to connect the great work that Bucksport's done on the trail systems in town with what we have and continue to develop in the wildland in Orland uh, through the existing snowmobile trails. So that's something I'm working on and interested in, in finding out other people and partner groups that... We'll be looking at, you know, developing that. Um, and but great, great Pond
2: for, Mountain Trust, you can get—you that you have a, a website so people can contact you that way?
5: Yeah, org, and I'm Sean at org. Great. Um, but what I'm looking for—what I want to put out there is a, a project that I don't have the energy for, but <laughs> and I don't even know if it's possible, but they keep looking for a way to save the seminary building, and I see one of the things that Bucksport is lacking or—, or one thing that would be a great addition would be like a world-class museum. There's a rich history in Bucksport from way back, you know, the red paint people up to present day. There's all kinds of interesting things that have happened throughout time. And to have a, you know, a really nice facility, modern um, museum I think would be a draw and um, a real uh, positive addition to the town. So maybe someone else could take that idea and, See if it's a possibility.
2: Great. Well that's what community radio is all about, Sean. Thanks so much for calling this morning. one eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. We you know, we've mentioned that the national movement um, had to do with historic preservation and so on, saving buildings or repurposing buildings. Yeah. Um, thoughts about that, Brooke?
1: Yeah, so certainly as a Main Street program, historic preservation is kind of one of the things that we're looking at and talking about. And um, the building that Sean's referring to is just a block off of our Main Street. It's called Wilson Hall. It's an 1851 uh, beautiful, very large brick building that was part of Eastern Main Conference Seminary. The building is currently owned by the town, and um, there have been... Several um, proposals and ideas that have come along over the years uh, to try to save it and do something with it. It's currently things are sort of on hold. Our town council about uh, two months ago, I believe, Uh, was presented with a plan from a local developer to essentially give him um, five months of preferred development status to try to pull together a project. And actually there will be an update about that project at next Thursday's council meeting, so we might learn something there. I would also say... um, to Sean, there's a lot of people in town who agree with you, um, on the museum idea. There's been a lot of discussions about a paper making museum, which is kind of an interesting idea because it's not going to be too long before people don't remember, um, Mm. how paper is made. Uh, and there are some discussions underway, but, uh, um, yeah. So in our downtown itself, um, there certainly are buildings that uh, are historic and um, could use some some help you know getting kind of fancied up a little bit and then in the broader kind of village of Bucksport uh, which is just a beautiful village full of gorgeous homes, and there definitely has been, just from the private sector, a movement underway to really uh, renovate a lot of those old houses. And this was uh, a
2: seaport. I mean, before the paper right. making in you know, 80 years ago, you mentioned um, yeah. Bucksport was a, a port.
1: Yeah, Bucksport was a, a shipbuilding town, and so we've got those big, beautiful captain's homes, um, and it's been really wonderful to see just in the past couple of years, even, how many uh, are being are being renovated. And mm. A lot of a lot of new folks are moving to Bucksport um, and injecting a lot of energy and and money into our local economy. Mm.
2: We mentioned um, the the notion of of you're your coping with and figuring out how to work with um, uh, the malls of the world or the big yeah. boxes. What about online shopping? That's mm-hmm. another trend that is is definitely affecting yeah. um, shopping mm-hmm. in the downtown. How how are local merchants coping with that? Um, are mm-hmm. they Opening up their own online resources, how are you coping with with that at the, at the downtown level? Anybody got any response, John? you, well, you many any different response.
3: Yeah, many different approaches. I, I think to combat that, you have to you have to create a unique experience, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one thing the merchants in Blue Hill, I must say, have done a, a really great job. And we, we, I mentioned earlier, the wine shop. I mean, you you know, you could go online. I don't even know if you could, but you know, <laughs> you, you definitely want to go there to get your wine or whatever, sure. your cheeses and um, that. Buckland Coffee Coffee Shop. It's an iconic little right across from the post office in Blue Hill. You know, you you can't get your coffee online, right? You want to go and and you meet your neighbors there and you talk Uh and you create this feeling of community and belonging that gives people a real sense of identity and community. So, you know, that's what I think. That's the combat. That's Uh what you have to do. You have to create a unique experience that draws people in that they don't get and can't get online.
2: And you mentioned, you know, you're able to see your neighbors. And that is really critical, uh, really yeah. critical. Talk about that a little bit. Kara? The
4: um, the latest project that Heart of Ellsworth uh, has been working on and is currently happening uh, it started – Mid November, so November sixteenth, and it's going through um, the thirty first. Actually, mm. of uh, of December is our holiday marketplace that's in the former JB Atlantic building that I spoke about earlier. And I have to say that we took uh, we transformed the space, um, and it looks different than it's than it's ever looked um, in in the history. It used to be the the history, yeah, uh, the JJ Newberries, oh, I believe. Newberry's. That's Newberry's. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the sign actually is up yet again, uh-huh. which is super, super, super cool, and. Um, <laughs> We had, like I said, a community volunteer that has kind of gone in and, and did the windows and sort of brought in um, some other props. We have park benches in there, and so the whole concept is is to come in and shop some of these local shops that otherwise wouldn't have a main street presence during the holiday season or even at all any time of year. And we have people kind of coming from the community that are seeing people that they haven't seen for years, and they're just talking again and having conversations that maybe otherwise wouldn't have uh, have occurred. If people were just staying at home behind their computer screen and I think creating those experiences, Mm -hmm. I I call them, um, you know, event based um, experiences that that are. So if possibly maybe you have an art opening inside of, um, you know, a a store that um, otherwise normally would just have regular items that you would purchase, but or, you know, a wine tasting or. Even, like, we had a, a holiday party last week that was just a community-based holiday party that uh, Flexit catered for us um, completely free as a donation to the Heart of Ellsworth. And we probably, we, we didn't really, it happened so quickly, we didn't really have a lot of time to advertise it. I'd say we easily had 50 to 60 people there that just just came because they wanted to check out the, the, mm-hmm. the uh, marketplace and really wanted to just sort of get involved on a different level. And that was one of those situations that I find about downtowns Downtowns are accessible to everybody. It knows no boundaries with class or anything. Everybody has a unique memory of or experience with a downtown and it's something that everybody can come and do, and it's a community level thing that mm-hmm. is just available to everybody.
2: 1-866-625-9378. What are your memories of downtowns? What are the things that your community is doing to uh, to pr- kind of protect its downtown and revitalize your downtown? One eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. Well, you've uh, touched on this notion of experience. Um, are there other trends? Um, you know, uh, Marshall McLuhan probably said, "Hi." tech, high touch, or somebody said that, you know, these (laughs) opposite kinds of things. And so Mm -hmm. as we get very impersonal Mm -hmm. in our lives, we want some personhood in our lives. What are the trends? Uh, Local foods movement, um, you know, local music. um, What are the trends that you're able to identify that could be allies to the local downtown movements? Brooke?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that is... That's completely true. And we in Main Street Bucksport, as well as other groups in the community, are really trying to capitalize on those things in order to bring people downtown. Um, Our Chamber of Commerce runs our farmer's market, which has just slowly grown and is um, very successful during the warmer months. It happens right downtown. Uh, Main Street uh, hosts several events throughout the year, some big, some small, uh, that, again, just build community and bring people together. We have a a road race, an arts festival, a film festival, uh, you know, those things. uh, They can take several years to really catch on and get legs. But again, it's just putting people downtown and allowing people to connect with one another. It really matters. I, uh, before I came here this morning, was meeting with several downtown merchants And told the story of how my daughter and I were recently at the bookstore in downtown Bucksport. Wonderful. And, um, you know, Andy, who owns the bookstore, taught her this magic trick, which she has been (laughs) practicing. You know, it's like and that really means something to her. And it also allows her to really feel a part of the community. You know, she's eight years old, but that was a big deal. And, you know, I think um, those kinds of experiences grow and change uh, a community and, and really matter to a sense of place, you mm-hmm. know?
2: Mm-hmm. What else would um, John or Kara or add to that notion of, of other trends that uh, you can ally with or connect with? Anything happening that you can imagine? Yeah, I think the them? whole
3: arts thing is, you know, especially in, in this mm-hmm. part of the state, there mm-hmm. are an amazing number of talented artists around it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had the, the Word Literary Festival in Blue Hill, and I know Brooke is a, a librarian and one of her many hats that she <laughs> wears, a former historian, and <laughs> a museum keeper uh but yeah the the arts in particular in blue hill is is thick with it obviously Mm -hmm. we have a a large array of writers both year-round and that have come for the summertime Um, we have music Uh, i said knizel hall earlier we also were the the epicenter of the pan pan band movement (laughs) in maine with Flash in the pans and all their subsidiary groups at the high school Uh, the jazz band at gsa is you know renowned statewide uh, they do a great job and th- they get out and perform in the community so there's there 's lots of great stuff like that going on that, as you say, draws people in, mm. provides a sense of community and belonging and uh, and, and that 's you know that 's what 's necessary to to build community
2: sure mm-hmm. anything else to add Kara
4: um, yeah, in Ellsworth we have a a small but but mighty um, force <laughs> uh, it 's called artsworth it 's a a nonprofit <laughs> uh, entity of Linda and ken Perrin's. um oh, sure they're they're their hot shop, um, which Ellsworth does boast a hot shop. I think a lot of people don't know that. But
2: What is a hot shop, for for listeners who might not know? A
4: hot shop is a, uh, a glass-blowing uh, facility. Linda and Ken, I don't even know how long they've been in Ellsworth, but it has been at least 10 years, probably longer. I'm probably not doing them justice with how long they've been in Ellsworth. But every year they do an annual fire gathering, um, and I believe that that is next weekend. Uh, I probably should be, but I can tell you, you can log on to Facebook, <laughs> and you can um, in there do a search and, and find out um, on the Artsworth page when the fire gathering is happening, but it's I think it's the tenth annual if I also remember correctly, and um, it's just a festival that they do that's sort of all kind of uh, they take all of the mediums that have fire as sort of the uh, the momentum behind <laughs> the medium's final product, and uh, they have you know glass blowing and they also have some iron workers and they also do last year they did sort of like a Casanova marketplace and their building is exquisite and it's just a really really fun community gathering and another thing that's happening is, is that they've rented out part of their basement space and we're getting a new brewery in Ellsworth uh, called Fogtown mm-hmm. and so that should be opening before the end of the uh, the year but again we have this culmination of creativity and processed based um, final products that are that are coming whether it be beer or glass blowing mm-hmm. or um, even just uh you know maybe a, a jeweler's studio we have a couple of uh, different studios in uh, in downtown Ellsworth where there are folks every single day making products that they're turning around and selling um, you know around the country some in some cases even around the world and there's just a hotbed of creativity um, and of course food too which I kind of put in put in there as well uh, food movement <laughs> so
2: Great. And mm. um, very briefly, um, before we kind of begin to wrap up, um, how about some of the nonprofits that you're connected with? I think libraries as, as one of those, each of you probably partner with some of these nonprofits, the film, um, Northeast Histori- Historic Film.
1: Yeah. Bucksport, of course, is home to Northeast Historic Film, which is a, a regional amateur film archive that also owns and operates the Alamo. And we do all kinds of projects uh, with them and there in their space. Um, Bucksport also has uh, a program called Heart and Soul, which is an Orton Family Foundation funded program to really look at um, what is the story of our community and what are the values that we want to guide our town government. That program has been around for a couple of years, is kind of wrapping up soon and we do a lot of work with them, as well as, you know, the garden club, the schools, um, all of those groups that make the community what it is and we've actually um, had projects with all of them over the past couple of years.
2: John, anything that
3: Uh, uh, The Blue Hill Library, of course, is a a great library. Uh, The Historical Society in Blue Hill is very active. Holt House is right in the center of town, beautiful historical uh, site. Um, Yeah, a number of Nonprofits in blue Hill for sure
2: great yeah um, let's let 's um, begin to wrap up um, the notion of of uh, uh, advice for other communities who might be um, earlier in their in their development of downtowns. any quick advice, and then um, the last question will be, what are your hopes for the for the new year but uh, what advice would you have for someone who 's listening but hasn really 't really dipped their toe into the waters yet?
1: Well, I would say for us, one of the things that was really helpful as we got started was contacting other Main Street communities in Maine who um, were successful and really learning from them what they had done, how they got there. Knowing that it's a little different in every community, but building those connections has been really important to us. But, you know, like all things, um, really what makes it happen is to gather a group of people who are really dedicated and willing to volunteer their time and efforts and talents uh, and getting yourself organized. I know it just it's that's what makes change in these little towns.
2: Mm-hmm. John, what would you add to that in terms of advice for other, other uh, communities? I would, I would add to that, um, and Brooke
3: is 100% right, it's just about getting a core group of people who are willing and able to put some time and effort into a movement and to be inclusive, mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. not, you know, not uh, have people feel very welcome to join the conversation. Yeah. And then also, uh, as people engage in that conversation, to try to remain constructive. Um, and not you know tear down the effort it's mm-hmm. easy to to criticize things, especially when things are nascent and early. Mm-hmm. so you know we're trying very hard. I think all of the groups that are trying to b- build this this new initiative, if you want to call it that in blue Hill, is to remain constructive, remain inclusive, um, and we all know we're trying to to work for the betterment of the community, mm-hmm. so we try to keep mm-hmm. that in mind mm-hmm.
2: Carol, would you add to to those comments?
4: Um, I would also encourage people to um, make sure that you're continuing to tell your story. Um, and again, just to build on what you said, um, it's that whole concept, too, of reaching out to people that maybe normally would not get involved in things like this or that you consider maybe maybe wouldn't. I feel like part of our success um, of Heart of Ellsworth is really kind of reaching out to folks that normally maybe haven't been involved in the past and not looking over and, and just assuming that somebody doesn't want to be involved, but telling your story also through the lens of history and saying how, you know, th- referencing things in the past that, that have happened and trying to bring back some of those concepts and, and not not looking negatively at any um, idea that maybe didn't work before that might work now.
2: And going right back around, starting with Kara, your <laughs> hopes for the new year?
4: Um... I'm just hoping that we can raise further awareness of our work and uh, to really bring um, a good solid focus to the uh, the green plan that we have happening in the uh, the urban core and all through Ellsworth.
2: Very quickly, John,
3: that Blue Hill residents uh, come talk to us at Blue Hill Community Development, tell us their passion projects and let us help them facilitate those.
2: And Brooke Minner.
1: Well, we have so many new businesses in downtown Bucksport that I'm really excited just to see what happens in their first year and what kind of success they find and uh, that hopefully everybody comes and visits downtown Bucksport.
2: Great. We've come to the end of the hour. Be sure to join us from 10 to 11 on the second Friday of each month for Talk of the Towns. Podcasts of our programs can be found in the archive section of the WERU website. If you have comments or suggestions for topics, please email us at news at w-e-r-u dot o-r-g and tune into our companion program Coastal Conversations with Natalie Springle of UMaine Sea Grant on the fourth Friday morning of each month our theme music is a medley from Coronac on a Balmain House Highland music recording thanks again to our guests in the studio this morning, Brooke Minner of Main Street, Bucksport, Kyra Romano of Heart of Ellsworth and John Burns with the Blue Hill Community Development Thanks to listeners who called in. Thanks to Amy Brown for engineering our program. And stay tuned for On the Wing. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning.
5: Support for WERU comes from our.